Hello and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media, where we bring you actionable advice to help you grow your business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Stike, and with me is Luke Acri. How are we doing, everyone? I'm doing good. How are you? Luke? Yes, I'm doing good. You have a lot more energy this time, Thank which you. I, I appreciate. I, I up the energy. Yeah, up, up the energy. I also had an extra cup of coffee. Yes, there you go. Or seven. Number 18th of the day. Which is always helpful. So every week we focus on a specific topic or theme. If you follow us on social media, you might have noticed this. Hopefully you are. And this week we are focusing on realtor mistakes. Now we're going to broaden that topic a little bit for the podcast. Since even though a lot of our listeners are realtors, we do have salespeople in every industry listening. So we're going to talk about the top three most common mistakes that we see salespeople making every day. Yes. Now, with realtors, and I heard a stat on financial advisors too, 87% of realtors fail within the first five years, right? So the stats are alarming. I heard a stat with financial advisors that Ooh. 90% of financial advisors fail within the first two years. Really? You, I was talking to Andrew Saxa, <laughs> who does our, shout out to Andrew Saxa, who runs our financial services sales team. And... Um, he was saying that you're required to get like a book of 20 million within like the first like year or year and a half, something like okay. that. So that's why I think so many of them fail because they don't get that book of business fast enough. Gotcha. But I'm sure and if we have any insurance agents watching this, I'd be really curious if any of you guys know the stat of how many insurance agents fail. Mm. Because a majority of our audience is real estate financial your, yeah. advisors and, and insurance yeah. agents. But it is very, very common. You know, what is it like? One out of every 10 restaurants actually make it. So yeah. everybody is failing. Is it even I, that? I don't even know if it's that yeah. high, but I know it's it's alarmingly high. How many like restaurants fail? Right. Now, the reason why I believe people fail is because they don't know how to sail. Like, or sail, like a sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know how to do sails. If you're failing, yeah. it's your sailing if, career. If you're, you're sa- if you're sailing, if your sailboat is not making it, here's why. <laughs> your sails suck. But Grant Cardone, I, I love the way he says it. When he goes, he talks about this, whether you have debt, whether you have problems in your business, you don't have an expense problem. You have you don't have a debt problem. Mm. You have an income problem. You have a sales problem, meaning sales fixes all, as Mark Cuban would say. So if you find yourself in your business where you're not making it, the average realtor is only making like $39,000 a year, according yeah. to the last National Association of Realtors, like real estate profile or whatever. So if you have a problem with your with your, your state of your business, you have a sales problem. So you have to get good at sales. Now, we're going to go over three that we think are the most common that we see, Mm -hmm. but there are so many issues when it comes to salespeople. And if I can just get a little bit of a rant off my chest, the rant I would have with like real estate agents, and I would say this probably um, goes across and correlates to financial advisors and insurance agents, 87% of realtors fail within the first five years. And I'm telling you, it's because you go in with a mindset that it's a hobby. You go into a mindset with 30% commitment, 50% commitment. It's more of a, you know, I'm just going to test the waters. You're not fully committed. And it really boils down to you're lazy, meaning most realtors are failing because they're lazy. And here's why I say that, and, and I, I apologize if I offend some people out there. They're lazy because there's so much knowledge out there on sales. There's so much training, free training. Go to YouTube, type in Tom Hopkins, type in Zig Ziglar, type in Grant Cardone. The amount of free training on sales stuff out there is unbelievable. Why you are failing in your business ultimately boils down to you are not trained, you are not preparing, you are not putting the effort and time into doing the things necessary to grow your business. 
That could be a focus issue, and that's why today in this podcast is all about sales, because if you're having problems in your business, if you're not where you want to be, I guarantee you, if you fix the sales aspect of your business, you will then fix where you want to be. Guarantee it. Definitely. There you go. That is a good uh, way to start off. How we would kind of uh, section this, these are kind of probably a little more top level failures, I would say. And this goes a lot back to what you're speaking about in terms of it's not so much what you're doing, it's what you're not doing, or the ability to actually take action or execute and know exactly what your game plan is. But one of the things that we see, I think, more than anything, and the stats back it up across the across the board with industries, whether it's real estate, financial services, but so many sales professionals are spending the majority of their time and money chasing after In new the wrong leads. Place. As opposed to focusing on leveraging the existing relationships, the profitable relationships that they already have in their business yes. for referrals and repeat transactions. Yes. Where What is it Tony Robbins says? Where your focus goes, your energy flows. Yeah. Um, I said this on our sales webinar. I'm going to do a plug for our sales webinar. You know, So we, we do this sales webinar. If you want to know the secrets of the top producers, so especially my real estate agents listening to this, if you guys want to know the secrets that top producers have and they do, meaning if you you find yourself, I state this on the webinar, if you find yourself looking at the top producer in your office and you go, I work harder than this person, I show up earlier, I stay later, I feel like I put in more hours, I'm investing more money, but yet they seem to be getting all the transactions, it's because of this point we're making right today on this podcast and I go into a lot of detail on this, not only from a standpoint of application and how you can be like them and what you can do to focus in the areas that they focus on, but even the statistics that back up why you should focus your number on or on your effort or not chasing cold leads. The point that so many people miss is they spend so much of their time as a salesperson, they focus their energy on going out there to the general public and trying to turn anonymous people, the general public, into deals. Meaning when you woke up today in your real estate business, in your insurance business, what happens is, and I say this on the webinar, look at where you spend your time, so your calendar, and look at where you spend your money. And we're doing this webinar on what what day is it? October 4th? October 4th. I don't know the time. We'll put a link in the show notes for this podcast. Yeah, Yeah. show notes. We'll put a link on our Facebook page, but October 4th. But here's, look at your calendar of where you spend your time and look at where you spend your money. And that's going to dictate what you believe in. So that Tony Robbins quote that I just gave you, where your focus goes, your energy flows. Look at where your calendar is and look at where you're spending your money. That's where your energy is flowing. And the mistake that so many people make and why the average realtor is making $39,000 a year and you're not a top producer making $150,000 a year is because you're focusing the majority of your calendar and time and the majority of your budget on chasing cold leads. These leads would be people who know nothing about you. You're going out into the world and screaming to them to focus on you. And it's so much more energy and effort versus what top producers know. And this is what Josh is alluding to at this point. Top producers know to focus on the relationships they already have. Even like this is why the best insurance people you kind of like when they show up to your family event, you're kind of afraid to talk to them. I mean, I'm just being real. Sorry, Cena and all my insurance guys. We're actually interviewing a insurance yeah. financial advisor after this. But the point being is really, really good insurance salesmen. In a lot of ways, you kind of know, you know, who they are in your family because they've, they've come up to you. Really good Amway salespeople. What do you know about them? Every time you get in, in communication with them, they're selling you. What they, the really, really good salespeople of the world, 
know to focus on their friends and family first. Then from there, they branch out to that second layer of relationships instead of spending all their money into the general public. So what would that look like? That would look like advertising on Zillow if you're a real estate agent. That would look like your farming budget. These things are not inherently bad. So I know I'm ranting a little no, they're bit great. Here, but they're it's, not, it's they're not inherently bad. You need yeah, to do these We're not things. saying don't lead gen. Correct. But we're just saying the majority of your calendar and your time and your appointments, when you wake up this morning and you look and you go, where am I spending the majority? Where's my calendar today? And you look at your bank account and you go, where am I spending the majority of my money? So where's the majority of your money being spent? If you find that the majority of your money and calendar appointments are spent on chasing the cold leads, spending money on the cold leads, you are backwards. There is an unbelievable graph, and we should put this in the show notes. It shows the income of real estate agents, and it literally lays out for you crystal clear. Nothing I could say could make this point more powerful. It shows people who make $150,000 plus a year in real estate, 60% of their business is coming from referrals, is coming from their sphere of influence. As you step down that ladder of income, people who are making 100K, it gets less in referrals. Well, just, yeah, I mean, if you're making 50,000, 30% of your business is coming from referrals. It's insane. So think about that. Double the amount of your business is coming from referrals and you're making three times as much income. Yeah. Now, it makes sense. If you're in the business longer and you have a larger pool of clients that can refer you, you're probably going to be making more money. Uh, in general. Yes, yes. I mean, you have you have more business, more people to pull from. That's not the point. The point isn't, well, I don't have that huge book of clients yet. I've only been doing this for two years. That, that's not what we're saying. You have to spend the early days as you're building your book, doing yep. lead gen, spending money on Facebook ads. Every single business professional needs to be marketing themselves. The question and what, what you're really getting at is the majority of your time and what we would say here and what we've really built a business off of is this idea that everything that you need for your next deal is in your last deal. Correct. Meaning what so many salespeople do, and we have this same problem as marketers, is once we get somebody's attention, once we have them as a lead or as a salesperson, once you've closed them as a client, you move on to the next thing immediately. Right. You're not focused on how do I then take that client not only and add as much value to their life as possible even after the transaction, Yep. because I know the reciprocity effect got that word yes, right that reciprocity time, effect. is going to kick in and they're going to be willing to become an advocate for my business. So it's taking that, that, that source of leverage and looking and saying, what are my leverage points with that client? Is, yep. that, is that meeting their family? In our, in, our, yep. uh, relation, or in our business, it would be if we have a client that joins us from an office where we don't have any other clients. Right? right. We would then take that client, make sure that we're giving them as much value as possible, and then use that leverage to get introduced yeah. to the rest of their office. We literally, and I and get nervous even sharing this on our podcast because our competition <laughs> might watch it, but it is what it is, meaning hopefully this helps you. We literally, when Bring we close, it. yeah, when we close a deal, so if I close Josh and he's a realtor, or I close Josh, he's an insurance agent, we literally go through a process in our sales operations <laughs> team where we go through this analysis and go, okay, it's basically the six degrees of separation. Who is Josh connected with of importance that we need to get in touch with? I.e., Josh, if he's a real estate agent, has a broker manager. How do we use, and I say use, but how do we use our connection with Josh? 
to get to that broker manager? How do we use our connection with Josh? Because we have different things we can do, whether it's a presentation, a webinar, or something like that. How do we use what our relationship with Josh to end up getting us to those next people? When I actually pitch Josh for a referral, and this is what you guys should think about, I know Josh knows probably 40 different agents at his office, but I specifically say, Josh, I'm just like you, I, you know, I grow my business off referrals, you know, having you as a client means a lot to me. I want more clients like you. I'm really hoping that you could share and introduce me to someone. I'm not looking for everybody in your office. I'm not looking for every agent that you know. I'm looking for one person that you might know, that you believe would see value in this. So we utilize everything we can out of this deal that we just closed, this client that we just earned, to get us to that next six degrees of separation because Josh knows everybody we need to know in order to get our next deal and then think about how that exponentially grows. Because once I close Josh, he introduces me to his manager. Once I close his his manager, who does the manager know? It knows six other managers and it just exponentially grows for us. Every mistake that I see most common for salespeople is they literally close Josh and they would rather go and pick up the phone book and call the phone book, i.e. they would rather go and door knock. They'd rather cold call to everybody in the neighborhood There's nothing wrong with that, but why not literally pull out your phone right now? Pull out your phone and literally go, okay, who were my 15 friends from high school? And call those 15 friends from high school that you keep in touch with and let them be the people that get you to your next deal. I guarantee you, nine times out of 10, it will be the best deal, the easier deal. I always tell this to agents when I'm coaching them. When you grow your business on cold leads, you're under the authority of whatever that lead generation system gave you. Meaning, if they give you someone with bad credit, if they give you someone that's, I hate to say it, an ass, you have to work with those people because they're giving you the leads. When you grow your book of business by referral, when you grow your book of business by relationships, guess what? If Josh is a client, it's more than likely that he hangs out with other people that are similar Birds of a feather. Right? They They flock. flock together. They flock together, man. Unbelievable quote. Put that on our Instagram. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the statistics that back that up, We and we know this uh, from a real estate perspective, but we know this even in the financial uh, business. But for realtors specifically, 54% of buyers and 64% of sellers found their agent through referrals or yes. using the last agent they worked with. Then look at where realtors in general are spending their money. And this comes from 2017 NAR uh, annual profile. report. Yep. Five percent um, of of sellers and buyers found their agent on the website. Yet realtors are spending twice as much on their website as they are on their relationship marketing or affinity marketing. Yep. The same thing goes across the financial industry. When surveyed, referrals was rated number one as the most effective way to uh, market, with ninety two percent of FAs choosing referrals. Purchasing leads was dead last at only 5.9% selecting that, yet FAs are spending twice as much money on buying leads as they are on the referral marketing. So this is not unique to any one industry. Is that. There's a great interview we just did with Colton Lindsay. Yes. So we, we put that up just recently. You guys should check that out. We, we interviewed him on the State Paid Podcast. But this guy, I think he said he's the number one team in Utah mm-hmm. uh, in real WGR estate. team, yep. Yeah, and so... What he has done, and he he takes advantage of this, because I want to give you a practical application of how he takes advantage of working his sphere. He puts together an event, and then what he does is he calls and invites everybody in his sphere, all of his relationships, to that event. Then he calls them after the event and sees how the event went and did they like it. 
and he uses he, this event as a way to you know nurture and build the relationships but he's working his sphere that's where the majority of his business is coming from is he's focused on working his sphere what did he say he started out in the business doing Fizbo's. It, yep, yep he started out in the business chasing cold leads Fizbo's expires yep nothing wrong with that my brother that's where we started Fizbo's expired right. in the sense of like when you start thinking hey what do I do what do I do what do I do Fizbo's expired but you know what's proven when we look back at the our stats what's proven is referrals referrals <laughs> has been the highest category of closes for us now we knew that now we're smart enough to know that because we've been doing this for 15 years but the point being is if you focus your time and energy on your sphere of influence your friends your family I'm talking about the people you go to church with I'm talking about your uncle I'm talking about the I, I shared this story before my brother lost a deal in real estate because the guy on his praise band at the church he goes to, which he's on this praise band, so he plays in this praise band, used another realtor. Stephen at this, and Stephen, if you're watching this, sorry to call you out, but he was not successfully focused on his sphere or sphere the way he should have been because he would have gotten that person. So meaning, I'm talking about the people you're literally interacting with every single day. The people that you talk to all the time, you need to get your leads and deals from those people and stop sp spend your money on them. Give them a gift card. Take them out to lunch. Do, do things rather than spending it on Zillow first or farming or something like yeah. that. And this leads us directly into mistake number two, which I think Colton uh, pointed out so well on the podcast. But that would be not maximizing your results from events or from your relationship marketing. So these would be things like your impression piece or things that you're sending to your uh, to your past clients in order to build that relationship. Yep. We produce American Lifestyle Magazine. It's a relationship marketing tool. Yep. One of the biggest things that we see when people fail or cancel with our product is what? They didn't follow up. They thought it was a magic bullet. Well, here's what they say. They, they, they call up and they say, I didn't get any results. We say, oh, great. Let me ask you, did you call anybody on yeah. your list after you sending you the magazine? Because this is an impression piece, right? It's a conversation yep. starter. Yep. It's a way to open the it's door. It's a Trojan horse. To have that conversation yeah. with someone to talk about talk about the thing that you just helped them do. Yep. You help them uh, buy a life insurance policy. You help them sell a, or sell their home. You help them yep. purchase, uh, invest in, in some new investment. I'm really good at these yeah. investment analogies. <laughs> You fix the O-ring under the you sink. You fix the, the O-ring under the sink. Callback. That was a callback. I forgot what, yeah, what podcast that was from. But this is an opportunity. And, and again, it, it goes all the way back to the opening uh, rant of the podcast, which was all it is is execution. You know it what you is. have to do. It's yep. picking up the phone, utilizing that thing that we're all scared to use anymore yep. because we've got social media and we don't have to talk to anyone face to face. But actually picking up the phone or using it as an opportunity to have an in-person meeting with someone yep. where you can have, you can talk about life. And then at the end, and if I'm going to keep referencing the podcast because it was a great podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you got to listen yep. to it. But the, the, the phrase that kept coming out of his mouth was, by the way, by the way, by the way. By the way, do you know anybody else who yep. might be interested yep. in, in buying or selling right now? And it's using that as an opportunity to leverage it towards that next deal. I've said this before. I'll say it again. You're, you're basically living a life of four quarters. Your year yeah. is, 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 is basically four quarters. And the mistake you're making right now is probably the same state, mistake that Josh and I are making in our own company is <clears> that we're not consistently working the system that we have in front of us the way we should be for that 90-day quarter so we can then reap the fruits and the results the next 90 days. Meaning, perfect example, your open house that you did this weekend. Did you and have you successfully captured the information of the people who came to the open house, sent them a thank you for coming to that open house, giving them a phone call for coming to the open house and updating them, that nurture campaign, are you working that? 
The mistake that people make is they get leads from Facebook. They get leads from their friends. They don't call those leads. We know the stats. The average salesperson is calling 1.2, 1.3 times. You're not, you're losing this opportunity because you're not focused on your on your consistency and playbook and working that system. One of the most common questions we get all the time is what system should I be using? What like that's the what you're faced is you're thinking in your car listening to this when you're in your room, whatever, wherever you're at, you're thinking to yourself, what system should I be using to generate leads? I got a secret for you. Almost <laughs> all of the systems out there would actually probably work for you. Right. If you actually consistently used them and then did I got the a system. Up. You have 10 of them and yeah. one mouth. <laughs> Dial the phone and speak to people. That's, that's your system. Well, the beautiful thing about yeah. systems is they self-correct themselves. Meaning if you consistently work it, even though it might not have been perfect in the beginning, as you consistently work it, it gets refined. It gets refined in the process, whether it's Reminder Media or a competitive company. And I would love for you guys to use our system because I think we have proven results and we've been doing it 15 years. But the point being is that even Reminder Media will not work unless you actually work on maximizing the results by doing the follow-up, by actually staying consistent to the system, working it. If you expect to send out our magazine one time and hope listings rain from the sky, you got rocks for brains. Meaning that's never gonna happen and it won't happen for reminder media it won't happen if you use Tom Ferry it won't happen if you use torch X it doesn't matter what system you're gonna use it won't happen you have to stay consistent in the systems you choose work them consistently and then I always say 90 days but give some form of time frame and then look back and that leads us to our third point which is the tracking yeah then look back and actually see hey is what I did or did did what I do and, and the effort I put in, did it actually produce results? Yeah. And that's bar none, and I ranted on a little bit in the beginning, bar none, one of the biggest mistakes is you have leads, you're not following up with them. You have a system, you're not working that system. You're not putting the effort in to follow through on the stuff you're you're paying for and the stuff you're putting your time into. It's painful. Yeah. yeah, mistake number three would be not reverse engineering your goals. Um, we would say it would be working blindly. It'd be going into your, into your day, knowing kind of how many uh, number or how many transactions you have to hit per month or per year, but not knowing how to get there. Yep. You know, it'll be like taking a road trip yep. to California. We're on the East Coast, so driving out to California, knowing that, oh, I need to get to California, but I'm not really sure which direction to turn out of my driveway. Right. And that's kind of the idea that day to day, you have to reverse engineer your goals. And we've talked about this before on past podcasts, but it's worth repeating. I was talking to one of our sales reps this morning and just explaining to him, because he's been reading The Millionaire Real Estate Agent and just yeah. explaining to him, like, if you can figure out this one piece of The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, which is looking at what your GCI should be, looking at what yeah. you want to make at the end of your gross commission income, yep, and then reverse engineering that all the way back to your lead source. You only have so many sources of leads. Marketing gets really, really simple when you do this. Yes, it seems like a big your day to day gets really, super really simple. simple. Right, because what you do, and we have a lead calculator that will include in the show notes of this podcast. You put in what you want to bring home gross at the end of the year. Yep. You put in how much you make each commission. So whether you're putting in a percentage, if it's your home sale, you would put in your average home sale price and then your average commission. If it's another type of transaction and you know what your average uh, uh, income per transaction would be, you would put that in. And then you would work back through all the data points in your funnel where people can fall off. So if you start at the top, let's say you're running Facebook ads, you need this many impressions. 
to get this many people to your site. So there's a conversion rate attached to that. Once people are on your site, you need this many people on your site to get them to fill out your form. So there's a conversion rate attached to that. Once they fill out your form, you have to call them and, and have your client meeting with them. So there's a conversion rate yep. to how many people you can convert to a sales qualified lead, whatever you yep. want to call them, a listing appointment it might be if you're a real estate agent. Then you have to take all your listing appointments, how many listings you get out of that, and then how many homes you sell from those listings. And that gets you all the way down to a number that you need to hit per year. And then you space that out over 12 months. You can be seasonal about it. So if yep. the summer is a busier time for you, you might want to more heavily weight that than the winter or the spring or the fall, however your kind of season works out for your profession. But if you can do that, you copy that exact same formula across all of your lead generation sources. You have Facebook, you have email marketing, you have networking, you have this relationship marketing, which we plugged in our numbers. American Lifestyle Magazine has a 38% referral rate. Right. So we put that at the top and say, if I send 50 American Lifestyles to my uh, uh, to my clients every other month over the course of the year, I should receive 38, uh, 38% Percent. of referrals. 19 referrals. 19 referrals uh, from those 50 magazines over the course of a year. Marketing yep. takes time, especially yep. relationship marketing. That should then convert to that many leads for my business. How many of those referrals can I convert? Yep. How many of those can I ultimately take to a transaction? And that tells you what you should expect yep. to earn. Or if you're working backwards and say, well, great, I want to make $100,000 GCI from American Lifestyle Magazine. Let's do it, baby. Work backwards, it'll tell you exactly how many magazines you need if to I could, That works for Facebook ads, that works for email marketing, that works, works for everything. everything. Cold calls, it works for cold calls. Yep, everything. everything. If I could summarize for you guys the, the, the podcast, like so you could apply it to your business, it would be this. What's your goal? Okay, it's $100,000 a year. Where should you spend your time to hit that goal? You should spend it working your SOI, your sphere of influence. That's the first point we made. Don't chase the new leads. Work your sphere of influence. How do you make sure that it actually produces results? Stay consistent and maximize working your sphere of influence, meaning follow up with the people. Make sure you're capitalizing on the referrals you get. Meaning like if I could just break it down into three steps for you guys on what what we're saying on this podcast, the three most common mistakes is people don't begin with the end in mind. They don't set their goals and they don't reverse engineer how to get there. When you set your goal, we're telling you the real key to focus to hit that goal would be on your sphere of influence. If we could tell you how you could make the money that you want to make, don't chase the cold leads, focus on your sphere of influence. And then the third is it will never work, nothing, whether you focus on cold leads, sphere of influence, whether you use our program, another program, it doesn't matter, unless you stay consistent, work that system, put in the work to do the follow-up, to, to actually do the phone calls, to actually work the system, to send the emails, to write the letters, to do the pop buys, whatever that system is, you gotta stay consistent and work it. That's what will help you get that GCI at the end of the year that you're looking for. Absolutely, so if you can combat those three mistakes, you are going to be on your way to sales Top producer, success. October 4th. I don't know what time, but we'll put in the success. show notes. Yes. <laughs> sailing. You'll be on your way to sailing your sailboat because you've had so many sails that you were able to purchase a sailboat and now you are enjoying life in the Caribbean. Because that's freedom. That's be. freedom, baby. Yeah, that is freedom. Sailing the open seas. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please go on to iTunes or your favorite podcast app and rate us and give us a comment. Make sure to tell someone else about the podcast today. If you'd like to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at ReminderMedia.com or find us on Instagram or LinkedIn. And of course, you can check out Reminder Media on all of the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. And I am Luke Aker. I'm going to close with this action item. The action item would be this, is that, guys, 
Get our calculator that we're going to attach to the show, uh, show notes here at statepaypodcast.com. It will help you reverse engineer your goals. But what I want you to actually focus on this week is I want you to put your goals in there, and then I want you to use referrals as your action of what you're going after and call your sphere of influence. I'm not asking you to call your whole database, but call 50 people in your database that are your sphere of influence this week. Stay consistent this week. So apply step two, where you don't give up, where you actually maximize your system and stay consistent. Call those 50 people, then track what your referral rate was. What this will give you at the end of the week, right, is it will give you how many weeks would it take for me to be able to hit my GCI goal by just using the one method of calling my sphere of influence. So take action on that. Literally pull up 50 names in your sphere of influence and see what your conversion rate is by calling all 50 of them and seeing how many referrals you get. Difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. Take action on that today.